I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every morning, 945-ish. A little late today. We couldn't get these mics fired up for some reason. But uh, around that time, every single morning, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, walking around the internet earlier today, and I happened to see that laughter is the best medicine next to actual medicine also some of us tend to have a little bit of a resting ditch face but first let's look at some live dates huh thank you to uh the uh people who've already made reservations for october 14th the hogs breath roseville that's going to be a hell of a night make sure you get your reservations now that show always sells out myself ellie hino and Rose Pearl. Dude, it's going to be awesome. October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing, St. Cloud, uh, for the Silly Beaver Brewing, uh, Silly Beaver Show. They've been putting these things on every other week, and they are fucking outstanding shows. Can't wait. And then uh, coming up, uh, let's see, December 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, with John Kite. Go to rudypovich.com. Good weekend. Everybody was down in Oktoberfest in Wisconsin's way, and uh, I sat at home, had a couple of shows, and then, uh, yeah, man, met up with uh, met up with Billy Pockernich, who, uh, from my hometown, came to the show at Gutty's, him and his lady, hooked me up with the, uh, the Garbage Pail Kids, Rudy Toot, Rudy Toot! As I was uh, explaining to, uh, to Billy, I was like, dude, you know what, uh... You know what's great about, you know, gifts like Garbage Pail Kids cards is that anybody can give anyone a Visa card or give them a gas card for 50 bucks. Anybody can, like, run down and buy somebody, you know, a, uh, a, a slow cooker. You need yourself a new, uh, new you know, a grilling mat. You want to get out there and maybe uh, show it off with the tongs on that grill. So you can go buy that shit yourself. You show up to my place with a uh, Garbage Pail Kids Rudy Toot card, and I'm like, dude, this is the type of shit we should be giving to each other. I don't... Listen, I don't need a gift card for, uh, for you know, new pots and pans. You don't need to go out and buy me floor mats for my vehicle. I don't need a treadmill. I know what you guys are trying to say. I got to clean up my act and lose a couple of pounds. This is the type of gifts we should be giving to people. Shit that matters. Garbage Pail Kids cards. <laughs> That movie is awful, by the way. If you guys didn't know this, at some point years ago, late 80s, 89, they made a Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. I tried to go back and rewatch. It took forever to got. You can't find it anywhere. That's how bad that movie is. And there was a kid who was on The Facts of Life. He was in Iron Will. Ah, shit. I'm going to fuck up that kid's name. What was it? Mackenzie something or another, right? Wasn't that his name? Iron Will, 1994, the movie that they made. Sarah, terrible movie, absolutely. Mackenzie Austin, that's his name. They filmed that up in Duluth. Kevin Spacey was in that movie, too? I'll be goddamned. Uh, Let's look up Garbage Pail Kids on Rotten Tomatoes. And let's just see. 1987, starring Austin Mackenzie once again. Larry Green, don't know who that is. Katie Barberi, don't know who that is. 
Anthony Newley. Nope, don't know who that is. Phil Fandicaro was Greaser Greg. Ron McLaughlin was Juice. Don't remember that. Kevin Thompson. I do remember Alligator, though. That I do remember. What do we got here on Rotten Tomatoes? Let's see. IMDb gives a 2.6 out of 10. <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God. All the upstanding movie critics' websites. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. all suck. Walmart, 4.4 out of 5. Of fucking course it is. Oh, my God. Uh, Sean Astin's brother. Is that really true, MJ? Sean Astin's brother? I didn't know that. I'll be goddamned. Really? Huh. Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Yeah. When I watched it when I was a kid, oh, my God. Laugh my ass off. Hysterically funny. And then I go back and watch it now, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? Let's see if we can bring up this trailer. Go to motionradar.com, Dad. Like, get out of there, bud. I feel like this has got to be something that we can all sit and partake in because when I and here's the thing when you are that age you're like oh my god this is going to be amazing I've been waiting for the Garbage Pail Kids movie my entire existence but at that time you're like eight and you've only known about Garbage Pail Kids for about three and a half months there was a young boy named Dodger a young boy named Dodger he was the sort of child who was always left out of things each day after school, Dodger works in a junk shop owned by the mysterious Captain Mancini. Which is broth and vampire's brew. Make these clothes as good as new. Dodger has never had a family or a friend he could call his own. Until now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He came out to help us. What the fuck? Meet the garbage pail kid. Starring Nat Nerf. Windy Winston. Messy Tessie. Give him a chance, Tangerine. You'll like him. Ali Gator. Valerie Vomit. Lisa Gregg. Ah, I'm gonna get fired for this. Foul Phil. Nice and a tote. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. They may not be pretty, but boy, they make great friends. Starring Anthony Newley and Mackenzie Aston. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. Oh my god. You've got to be kidding me. This is what we spent our time on? This is what we watched when we were children? First off, I'm upset that I wasted two minutes on that movie trailer. I can't believe that I watched I bet I watched that movie 31 times when I was a child. God damn it. And the thing is, adults, here's the crazy part. I get if you're a child and went, I want to see a Garbage Pail Kids movie. They would go, okay. I get it. You're a child. Adults had to make this shit. Adults, people who actually had quote-unquote creative talents. That's who made this shit, and fucking now we're stuck with the... What the fuck, man? Kept it at the cards. Why did you guys have to fuck it up? Why? 
You guys tried to make a quick buck and you screwed it up. That movie trailer is terrible. Do you remember when voiceovers used to be in movie trailers? That shit's gone the way of the dodo. Nowadays, if you hear a movie trailer with a voiceover, you're like, this is going to suck. Because the movie trailer cannot explain, just in clips of the movie, what this movie is about. They have to have some sort of narrative. They have to have somebody who tells you what is going on in the movie. That's how you know that movie's going to be a giant pile of shit. Oh, my God. Uh, Billy. Hey, bud. I never saw the movie, only collected the cards. The cards, amazing. Why did they have to go to the movie? Just stop right there, man. I didn't need anything more than that. That's all you needed to do was keep giving me the cards, dude. The cards are so good. Collecting some of these, man, like, especially when you found ones that had your name or your friend's names. Oh, dude, Rudy Toot. Oh, that's the best when you open up that pack, you know, and you see like gross Gretchen. You were like, ah, Gretchen. Then you'd go to school and Gretchen was not all about the garbage pail kids. She was actually kind of studious, had her shit together in sixth grade, thought you were fucking gross. You're like, it's gross Gretchen. And she's like, God, you guys are morons. And we're like, yeah, nerd. Then gross Gretchen grows up to be, you know, fucking CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Meanwhile, you're podcasting out of your basement. Yeah, things work out. (laughs) What's up, Nate Hood? Good to see you, buddy. Right on. So, uh, like I said, man, so got up this morning and was kind of walking around the internets seeing what's going down. Happened to come across a couple of fun videos today. I don't know if you guys saw any of these, but uh, probably easily one of the coolest homeowners ever is about to get ding-dong ditched by a uh, by a, like a 15-year-old, and he catches him in the act. He's walking out the door while this happens, and this is the interaction that takes place uh, right before... <laughs> The video is great. You got. I'll definitely try to share it on my uh, Facebook uh, or uh, or on Instagram. Here you go. Okay, I'll be back. Okay. All right. So something really funny is about to happen. Um, you know Lucas. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's what making me ding dong ditch you at a play. Otherwise, I have to walk home. Yeah. So can I just pretend to ring it and then run? How about we do something better? Okay. How about you ding dong ditch it and you start running? <laughs> yeah, and you I'm chasing it. you. Yeah. Okay. Just, just go now. Just go. No, you don't okay, have to okay, Just yeah. go. Just go. Go! What are you doing? Dude, so funny. Could you imagine any of our neighbors catching us ding dong ditching them? They would have beat the shit out of us. <laughs> they wouldn't have been like, you know what would be fun is if I chase you and scare the shit out of your friends. No, no, no. They would literally beat the shit out of us and then hang us from the gutters off the front of the garage as a message to all the other little shitbags in the neighborhood. Don't fuck with us. That's what would have happened. There wouldn't have been no like, hey man, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Ding dong ditching. Here's how we're going to get your friends back. No, that shit would have been out the door, dude. (laughs) I like that there's a sect of adults that can sort of remember how adults were so serious when we were at that age i get like not acting like a small child and being offended by everything and acting like an adult at times now but i do like the the fact that there's a guy out there who's about to have somebody disturb his peace at night i mean this is like eight o'clock at night it's dark outside somebody's about to you know screw with this guy and instead he turns around and makes it into a fun a little gag 
that he can pull on the uh, other shit bags that are sitting in the car outside. Also, this is a very good learning moment for this kid who is being bullied in to go ring a doorbell of a guy he doesn't know. If somebody tells you, ding dong ditch, or I'm not giving you a ride home, tell that guy to fuck off. You got, you got, I'm sure you got a cell phone, kid. What are you, 15? You've been walking around with one in your pocket since you were like seven. Get yourself a goddamn Uber. Call your folks. I'm sure they got a Life 360 on you. They know exactly where you are at any moment. Fuck your dumbass friend. That kid sucks. If anybody holds power or dominion over you to get you to do something because they threaten, I fucking hate that, man. Fuck that guy. That guy is not your buddy. That guy sucks. I used to have a boss, two bosses actually, and the first boss used to hold getting fired over our heads constantly. He would always go, well, you know, you can be replaced. And he'd kind of laugh about it, but I'm like, what the fuck, man? Why would you say that to someone? We're already on pins and needles in this business already, and now you're telling us that if we don't do something that you have deemed for us to do, even though we are contractually not obliged to have to do it, you're going to threaten to fire us over it? So that shit happened, and it was almost like, dude, I get it. I understand what you were trying to say, that we are replaceable, which we are, and I totally 1,000% agree. But when you are constantly throwing it in someone's face that they have the power to be able to do that, that does not build a good relationship. So fast forward to my next job, and I had a boss do that same thing, and I shut the door, and I looked at her and said, don't ever tell me that you have the ability to fire me because that's fucking garbage, man. If you constantly are telling people that, hey, <laughs> dude, you either do it, man, or you're going to have to find employment elsewhere, then fuck you, go find someone to fill my spot. Because if that's how you motivate people is by telling them that they'll be fired, you're a shitty boss and you are... Here's the thing. Most people don't leave, leave their jobs because it is... Oh, I was just, the hours weren't working out. I wasn't making enough pay. If you really like what you do, you'll stick it out through the shitty hours and the somewhat insulting pay because you really like what you do. Most people will leave a job because they have a shitty boss. And that is exactly what happened in both those situations. I told both those people to get fucked. I'm not above telling somebody that they are replaced, that they are easily replaceable, but I definitely will not work in a situation where somebody is telling me, hey man, we can always find somebody else. Then go fucking do it. One of my favorite, absolute favorite stories about um, Jason Alexander, not the guy who married Britney Spears, George Costanza. It's episode number two of Seinfeld. Episode two. They have no idea if this thing is going to be a hit. It hasn't even aired yet jason alexander walks into a, a, a table read and he gets the script and he reads it and he's at the table with everybody else and i think they had done like they did I think the way the story goes is they had done the table read did the pilot then they were going to do a table read for the next three episodes so they all sit down they all get scripts they start going through them they read the first they read the first episode. Jason Alexander, George Costanza's character is not in the episode. So before they go on to episode 3, Jason Alexander gets up and he 
he pulls Larry David aside, and I think one other producer, and he goes, what's up with the no George Costanza in the episode? And somebody said, well, you know, we just didn't feel like George would really make a contribution to this this episode, so we decided to not write him in. And Jason Alexander looked at those two and said, if you ever plan on writing me out of a script again, write me out of the entire series. I am not here to be written out. Not with this character. If this show is going to be something, it's going to be because of it's going to be because the four of us, the main four of us are in every single episode. So if you want to write me out of a script, write me out of the show because I don't want to do it. If I'm not in every single episode, I'm out. And they were like, "Okay." They go back in the t- in the uh <laughs> they go back into the uh the the meeting room to go have this table read. And they're like, hey, guys, we're just going to take like an extra quick 20 and uh, we're just going to come back. Why don't you guys just give us all your scripts and uh, we'll, we'll be back in about 20 minutes. And they came back in the next two episodes. And guess who had roles in both those? Because I imagine, you know, there must have been something like, well, he's in episode three, but he's not in episode four. And he's got a very small part in episode three. So let's up it up a little bit so this guy doesn't lose his mind. And had he not, if had he just said, oh, that's fine, you guys can just totally shit all over me, I guarantee Seinfeld would not be as... Because George Costanza made that show. Jason Alexander's character, that's... Listen, Seinfeld is great. He's a great straight guy. That's what you want. You want a rock-solid, you know, he's funny, but he's kind of got quirks. He's not, like, too over-the-top. He's not too sane. He's not too insane. He's kind of right in the middle. Jason Alexander's what made that. And when people go, oh, it was Kramer. No, it wasn't. Kramer was too far the other way. You needed Jason Alexander to make that happen. So the fact that Jason Alexander told them, Costanza's in every episode or I walk, and the fact that they were like, you know what, you're good enough, yes, you're right. We should have not written you out. I love that story. So anyways, kids... If you have a shitty friend who says something like, you either go do this or I'm not going to do this one thing for you, tell that guy to go get fucked. Stand up and walk away. That's how you do it. And plus, that guy, first off, that guy will never do that shit to you again. And secondly, you build a little bit of character. I wish I'd have done that when I was a kid. Got talked into all these things like, if I don't do it, these people aren't going to like me. Well, fucking, they're, listen, they're not going to like you anyway, so tell them to get fucked. <sighs> anyway... What are we talking about? Uh, a TikToker has a mom's who, uh, let me try that again. I don't think these words came out right. That was not English that I was speaking. A TikToker's mom has quite the unique laugh. Some people compared it to a kazoo. Some say that she's fo- uh, swallowed a Furby. All right, you guys can decide. Hey, mom, the people want you to laugh again, so I got to make it happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Wasn't nothing wrong with last time? Look, here's what I, I just want to hear you get a little bit of a laugh out because the people want to hear your joy that your laugh sounds so delicate <laughs> no there it was hold on what was that delicate laugh one more time <laughs> hold on <laughs> <laughs> why are you stopping that <laughs> I don't know what it is about that diaphragm, like, laugh when you sort of get, like, the vocal fry behind there. But, dude, it kills me every single time. Jessie Mae Peluso, she also laughs like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck, lady? 
Did you swallow like a, a whistle and then the little ball is stuck on the inside? Is that if that's what it sounds like? God damn. I wish that uh, I had to change my laugh when I was like, I don't know, 23. I didn't realize I had a dumb laugh. And everyone would always go, oh my God, that laugh, that laugh. I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It was kind of like, <laughs> I had no idea that I was laughing like that. And then one day somebody had pointed out, they were like, hey man, have you noticed that that guy that we all hang out with is laughing like you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, he stole your laugh. What? It's like, that doesn't happen. And then the next time we were all together, I listened to him. I was like, holy shit, that dude totally did steal my fucking laugh. That's insanity. So I had to change my life. I don't even know what it sounds like anymore. Sometimes I go back and listen to it. If I'm, a, you know, I go back and listen to like a, a set or something. And I'm like, where the fuck did that laugh come from? I've never laughed like that before. Anyway, this is one of these shows I definitely should have spent a little bit more time prepping for. <laughs> Ah, Christ. All right. October 14th, we'll see you guys. Hog's Breath. That's going to be a fun night. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are coming from uh, the show. They got a long walk to Cleveland Table, which is great. Thank you guys very much. Really appreciate it. I promise you, if you're coming that night, that I'm going to I'm gonna probably do about 90% all new material. Because I don't want you guys to come and just see some of the shit you've seen before. So I promise if you're coming that night... You're going to see a good chunk of brand new uh, stuff. Probably stuff I haven't even worked out yet, but that's the, that, listen, this is the crowd to do that in front of. Absolutely. It's a free show too, so Jesus Christ. But it does sell out. Reservations, you got to make sure you make them. Go to my website, rudypovich.com. Thank you guys very much. Make sure to uh, find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. And every morning at 9.45 a.m. it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.